Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. If we hadn't known about that, by an inward witness, see, we were not spirit-filled Christians. But we were Christians. We did have the witness of the spirit that we're children of God, and we had a witness in our spirit that something's wrong. An inward intuition. Are you listening to me now? And every Christian ought to have that. I didn't have that because as a preacher, because I wasn't a preacher then. I was just a 15-year-old boy. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his classic teaching, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Brother Hagan with today's teaching. Down in East Texas... And he hastened to tell me, now her cousin's not like she is, she's a good girl. And I promised her that I would get a date for her cousin, I haven't been able to find anybody, and I'm already running, 45 minutes late. And you know my girl, if I show up without a date for her cousin, she's liable to knock me in the head with something. <laughs> and she just helped have to it. He said, would you go along, now this is a good girl, she goes to church and all, you know. Would you, would you go along as a date for this cousin and just help me out of this? In fact, we won't stay long, maybe 30 minutes or so. I promise you one thing, he said, we won't dance, we won't drink. I'll tell you what, he said, I won't even smoke a cigarette. Because he knew I didn't smoke. I was Baptist, but I didn't smoke. <laughs> My conscience wouldn't let me. And so he sa I said, well, all right, Grady, if it'll help you, I haven't got anything to do, I'll go along with you. Well, we hadn't hardly got inside the house, you know, and he introduced me to this cousin of this, his girlfriend. Not the girlfriend, but, I mean, not the cousin, but the girlfriend, he and his girlfriend, first thing he did, what he said he wouldn't do, because you see, children of the devil are just like the devil, they're liars. How oh, you listen to me, they're liars. Jesus said that the devil's a liar. He's the father of lies, the Bible said. He's the father of lies. So the first thing they did, he and his girlfriend, was lit up a cigarette. He said they wouldn't. Second thing they did, they went to the refrigerator and got a bottle of beer. He said they wouldn't drink. Third thing they did, they put on a record and started dancing. He said they wouldn't dance. Well, this cousin didn't, didn't drink and didn't smoke. But I guess she did dance because she asked me to and I said, I don't dance. She said, you don't? I said, no, ma'am. Well, she said, why? I said, because I'm a new creature. She said, you're a new what? I said, I'm a new creature. I took my text from 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and, and we didn't have long play records then, you understand. See, we're talking about 1934, 1935. You see, they had what we called a victrola. You know, they wound it up. Put that record on. It plays through pretty quick, you know. But while that record was playing through, you know, as fast as it would go, I'd preached her under conviction, and she is just a crying and said, I want to be a new creature too. Can I be a new creature? <laughs> Praise God. So we just turned that into a prayer meeting. <laughs> Amen. Now, instead of letting the devil and the world pull you back, you pull them up. 
Are you listening to him? But, but that's one thing I've never been, uh, the question, the thought never occurred to me I might not be saved. The thought never occurred to me that you might not be a Christian. That thought's never occurred to me. I've run into people, you know, as a teenager back there, I ran into people that, that said you're not saved because you don't belong to our church. I ran into them that argued and fussed and said you're not saved because you haven't been baptized our way. And everything in the world. And you know that didn't disturb me. I laughed at them. Because I had the witness. I had the witness. His spirit bears witness with our spirits. Hallelujah. I had the witness. See, first you've got the witness. Then secondly, the Bible said, we know, John said it, you know, over in his epistle, we know we passed some death into life because we love. I had the witness and I had the love. That's the reason I've never died. And I walked in love to the best of my ability and enjoyed the witness. Praise the Lord. Now, I had the Holy Spirit, you see, in that measure. I don't mean now that I was filled with the Spirit, but that was the Spirit that was in my spirit, witnessing to my spirit that I am a child of God. Well, through that inward witness, I would, even when I was on the bed of sickness, I would know things by an inward witness. Now, after being baptized, the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, then very often what we call the word of knowledge would operate and you'd, you'd know it in a little different way other than an inward witness. You'd know it by revelation. There's a difference between the two of them. Now, for instance, I'd been bedfast for about four months. It's the month of August of 1933. And my mother came one day to my bed and said, Son, I hate to bother you. Now, see, she was a Christian too, but not a spirit-filled Christian. Knew nothing about the spirit-filled life. She said, I hate to bother you and, and, and trouble you or burden you, and, and you're already sick and bed fast. But she said, Something's wrong with Dub. That's my oldest brother. He wasn't but about uh, 17 years of age. Between 17 and 18 would be 18 his next birthday. And he was gone. We didn't know just where he was. But she said, something's wrong with him. Now, see, she sensed that. She had a witness of that in her spirit. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with him. Now, she thought, maybe he's got in trouble, you know. Mothers will think that. And, and he's in jail or something, you see. And I said, well, and she said, I've been praying for him for three days. But, you know, said, I need some help here. Help me. I said, Mama, I thought you already had enough problems. Me bed fast. I've been knowing that myself for several days. I knew it by an inward witness, an, an inward intuition. I said, he's not in jail. He's not in that kind of trouble. It's his physical life that's in danger. Now, how do I know that? By an inward witness. Not revelation now like the word of knowledge brings, but an inward witness. And I said, I've already prayed and, and he, he'll make it. He's all right. His life will be spared. Don't bother about it. I've already got the answer. Well, I didn't know how to get the answer on healing right then. It was a year later before I was healed, but I knew some things, praise God. You see, and God will meet you as far as your faith goes. Well, now then, about another three days, he came in, in the nighttime. And uh, the reason he came in in the nighttime, he had, uh, you know, 17-year-old boy, we're talking about 1933, no work, you know, men standing around on the streets, the Great Depression days, you know. 
he decided he'd go down, you know, into the Rio Grande Valley to see if he could find some work, and he didn't find any. So a lot of people know they're riding the hobos, they call them, riding the rails in those days. And he was riding the freight train back out of the valley, Rio Grande Valley, back up to Dallas, you see, and the freight train come right on through McKinney. A lot of trains running in those days. And they still burn coal in those days. And so down around Waxahachie, between, uh, or between Corsica County, Corsica County is 50 miles south of Dallas, between Corsica County and Dallas, see a railroad bull, as they call him, a railroad detective, knocked him in the head, you see, knocked him off of that train that's going 50 or 60 miles an hour. And, and he went sailing down the track, and in those days, because they burned coal, they just put the cinders on, instead of gravel or something along the track, you see, of the, the cross tire. And he hit those cinders, you see, and just went scooting on his back, and it tore his, his, his shirt completely off of him, and his back, you see, was just scratched and black, you see, and tore the seat of his britches out. <laughs> well, he lay out there by the thing, you know, but what it hadn't broken his back. Would have, we hadn't known about it by an inward witness and prayed. And he laid out there in the ditch, you know, and came to after a while. And he crawled back up under some things, you see. But then he didn't get out and expose himself because in those days we had laws of indecency, you know. And with no shirt on and with the seat of his pants out, they would arrest him. Now then, they'd probably prayed him up and down the front street, you see. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth about the matter, you see. And so therefore, for that reason... He would only move at nighttime where he wouldn't be seen. So he walked the railroad, you see, stayed off the streets. At nighttime, he'd walk up the railroad because he knew the railroad come right on through Dallas and right on up to McKinney, north of Dallas, see. In the daytime, he'd lie out under trees in the field and it's a time of year that he could get a hold of some fruit, peaches or something, you know, and eat it, you know. And So he got in in the nighttime, put him to bed and he was all right in a few days. But if we hadn't known about that, by an inward witness, see, we were not spirit-filled Christians. But we were Christians. We did have the witness of the spirit that we're children of God. And we had a witness in our spirit that something's wrong. An inward intuition. Are you listening to me now? And every Christian ought to have that. I didn't have that because as a preacher, because I wasn't a preacher then. I was just a 15-year-old boy. Almost 16 on the bed of sickness. My mother didn't have that because she was a preacher because she was never a preacher. She had that because she was a Christian. This is something Christians should have. This is something Christians should develop. We should develop our spirits. We haven't done it. A minister friend of mine said to me, a full gospel minister, I held him in a number of revival meetings. Now, he had had in his uh, in, in a brief period of time, over in less than 10 years' time, he had had three serious automobile accidents. People had been killed. Actually, his wife was almost killed just by the mercy of God that raised her up. And he was uh, seriously injured but touched by the hand of God. And cars completely, completely demolished. I mean, just, just, just you know, had to be replaced 100%. Well, I was teaching along some of these lines, not because, you know, of that. But he said to me, he said, uh, you know, Brother Hagin, he said, oh, every one of those could have been avoided if I'd listened to that inward intuition. You see, many times people say, well, I don't know why that happened to a good Christian. He's a preacher. 
Well, he's got to learn to listen to his spirit, just like you've got to learn to listen to your spirit. And, and then they lay it off on God, said God did it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. The first item in this offer is Kenneth E. Hagan's six-CD series entitled How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1, and the newest book from Ken Hagan, Expect. These two great resources are $25. That's 50% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, in March, we're going to be out on the East uh, Coast, Coast area in Hampton, Virginia with the Living Faith Crusade uh, 5 through 7 at Victory Life Church with uh, Phil and Barbara Privet. Yes. Uh, looking forward to that. That's Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. That's right. And then we're going on over to Stanton, Virginia uh, at Victory Worship Center and World Outreach with Pastors Ray and Liz Eppert. Right. So if you're in that area or desire to go to that area, come out come and, and be business. a part of the Hey, crusade. and if you're one of our watchers and one of our word partners, please, we stay yes. around, come up, and talk to us after That's the right. service is over. That's right. We right. don't run after service. No, we don't run. We, we like stay. to hear from you. Yes. We like to hear your testimony. We like to hear that you watch Rhema Praise. Right, right, right. And, and if you... Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on how to be led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.